Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, episode number 131. And on this episode, we're talking to Joe Bendel about how to crush it with productivity. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What, what, what is up, Heart Hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I'm really stoked for this week's episode because I have a good friend of mine, Joe Bendel, on the show to talk about productivity. And I've always put up a lot of resistance to productivity because traditional methods haven't worked for me. I've done the to-do list. I've done the planners. I've done all this stuff. But what I love about Joe is that she has this non-traditional approach to productivity. And I was fortunate enough to meet her at a conference hosted by Tash Corbin, uh, who was one of our previous guests, where I actually got to see Joe speak and talk about how to be productive from a completely different frame of reference. And it's incredible to see. Um, I don't want to give away too, too much. So I just want to take a moment to introduce you to my good friend, Joe Bendel. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello, Zach. I'm super excited to chat to you. Well, I am super excited to have you because I had the opportunity to see you speak when I was in Australia at the Heart Centered Business Conference. And I absolutely loved your presentation about productivity because the traditional kind of approach to productivity is like, you know, use the, like, create your top three tasks for the day and use the Pomodoro method, or, you know, it's about getting more done in less time. And you took a really interesting approach, which I love. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit today. But before we dive into 
all that goodness. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your business and what you do? I can. Yes, thank you. So uh, yeah, I'm Jo Benzel. So I help entrepreneurs to reclaim their time so that they can really so they can live the life that they're meant to live, you know, and I, I do that via a membership, a mastermind and kind of VIP days. And it is really a mix of, you know, people come to me for they want to get more time, but actually we work on it, it. Once you dive into it, it's not the productivity that's the problem. You know, the planner isn't the thing that's going to solve it. And, um, and yeah, I've got one big desire really, and that is for more of us to be living big. That is what gets me up in the morning and excites the hell out of me. And productivity for me, it's more about the purpose. So like, basically, I don't really want to get everybody more productive. What I want to do is what what having some of these tools allows us to create is what is what really gets me uh, fired up. I love it. So talk to us briefly about your approach to productivity. You kind of already touched on it, but it's not necessarily, um, you know, the, the make a list of your top three tasks for the day. It's, it's a little bit different. So that's, yeah. what, that's what I love. Can you talk to us a little bit about your approach to being more productive? Okay. So I believe that we need to have both the masculine and the feminine tools for productivity. So basically, yeah, we do need some of that um, some of the structure and the routine and to know kind of like what we're working towards um, and that's what I call like the masculine side but we've all tried that before like we've tried the planner we've tried like you said the Pomodoro and it doesn't necessarily work we fall off the wagon we procrastinate we get bright shiny object you know and 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 the reason is because we're not tackling it from both sides so we want to bring in that feminine side as well which is really the mindset um, and why do we procrastinate well if we really peel that back Generally, you know, it's normally around fear um, or the I'm not good enough. And we, so it doesn't matter how many productivity tools we try and implement, it will never change anything unless we actually go inwards as well and look at, okay, why, why am I, um, you know, setting the wrong goals or like, why am I not setting myself up for success? And like I always say to people, it's really, really confronting work. Um, You will come, they're either ready to do it or they're not because what it's doing is it's getting you to get really up close and personal with the fact that, hey, I've got this massive desire, this dream for my life, and I am not showing up for it. And that's really uncomfortable. Um, and so there's loads of like healing, appealing back all that and finding out what's really going on. And, and the other side of it is that I have absolutely no desire to help people just get more done. That is not what I'm about, really. I want my... my um, community to be getting the right things done I want them to be aligned I want it to lead to fulfillment and that you know when I've got on my own journey and realized that wow you know there's so much more to it than just setting a goal showing up doing it you know it's there's so much alignment around it that's really important to me too yeah yeah, that's so good because I think a lot of times when we think of productivity we're like I'm just going to get more done in less time and ultimately that kind of leads us to exhaustion, burnout, um, and, and really just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff versus focusing on the right things. And I love that you say like, it's confronting work because the reality is if you're not being productive, you know, in, in the traditional or non-traditional sense, you're not actually getting done what needs to get done. And that's a hard thing where you have to look in the mirror and say, why am I not doing the work that I'm, I'm meant to do or that I want to be doing on a superficial level, at a, at a deeper level, what's holding me back. So can you talk to us a little bit about how do we start to peel back those layers and really identify what's holding us back? 
Um, I think the whole the whole sort of first stage of it is what I just call the self-awareness stage. So anyone that comes into my world, I'll just be like, okay, just so you know, the first stage is all about self-awareness and it's going to be painful and it will feel slow and you'll feel like you're not making progress. You know, like we might, I kind of like really break things down so that maybe we're going to get clear what we want to achieve this month, but then breaking that down. So what does that mean this this week? But why is that the goal and why is that the thing that – so I'm really always questioning why Why is that my goal or why is that the thing that I've decided is what I want to work towards? Because even just answering that will tell you, is it a should goal? I'm really like, should goals are never going to lead to you feeling great, you know. Is it somebody else's goal? Are we following somebody else's formula? And so really kind of checking in on that. Um, but, okay, so how do we get – how do we – what was your question? Yeah. So how do we start identifying what we need to, or what's stopping us? Like, how do we really start to peel back those layers to get clear? So you said the first stage is self-awareness, like just becoming aware of the fact that we're not working towards what we want. And then where do we kind of go from there? I think it's about hitting the journal actually and going, um, one one exercise that I found really useful a few years ago was writing down 25 negative consequences that could happen if I failed. 25 negative consequences that could happen if I succeeded. Um, because what happens is, like, these are all kind of like subconscious things that are going on that we're kind of not massively aware of. And then when you write them out, you realize, oh, like, for instance, when I first did it a couple of years ago, it was like, what, what if I become more successful, what am I afraid of? Well, my friends are not going to understand me. Um, I'm going to feel, you know, like, well, you know what? That's already the reality. My friends that don't, that are not entrepreneurs, they don't even ask me about my business because it's not their world. So you realize then, ah, some of these blocks that are stopping me from taking the next step are already my reality anyway, or maybe they're not that bad, you know, things like that. So getting up close and personal, exploring things like that. And I also am a real big fan, for me, for my own journey, having a purpose. So whether, you know, time comes for a purpose, but also just we're able to show up for things on a daily basis if we've got a reason to it, something that's really that we're quite passionate about. So, my, I, when I look back around, like my, I, so my business is I've been in business for like six years, and if I look at the journey it, that I've taken, there were times when I was just so, you know, nothing would stop me. I had this gorgeous mantra which was like, imperfect action is better than no action, and it helped me show up when I was really learning all the steps. Because I had one big desire. I wanted to create a business that I could run from anywhere in the world. And that was my driving force. And I you know, kept going. And then that became my reality. And I did that for a few years. And then I realized, oh, I'm getting in my own way again. I'm not showing up. Don't feel quite as you know, excited. Ah, because I haven't got that purpose anymore. And then I needed to find the net. And so when I drop out of things, so like, it's almost like we outgrow things or we, we expand. So then we need to find a new purpose or a bigger purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because I remember when I first started my business, I was like, I'm going to make six figures and that's what I'm gunning mm-hmm. for. And, and when I did it, it felt very empty because that wasn't my purpose anymore. My purpose had evolved and changed. And it was like, you know, just doing it for the money wasn't going to be enough anymore. I had to expand beyond that and kind of assign what I wanted that money to mean for me because I had created this story that like hitting six figures was amazing and it was going to change who I was as a person, but it didn't. And so I went into this state where I was like uninspired and tired and exhausted and burnt out. 
until I found that my purpose was to expand and reach more people and use my money to find community and support and mentorship. And once I started doing that, it was like my, my drive and my fire was lit again because I was finding community and finding mentorship and using that money to continue to grow as a person. And so my purpose became growing as a person versus growing as a six-figure business. And it totally changed the trajectory of what I was doing. So I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you know what? Also, touching on that because when we start, we don't know what our purpose is, and make well, not everyone does. And they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know, I don't know." And it's like, mine started as it was all about me. My mission for my business was my freedom, and then it became about en- enabling others to live their big life. And then it, be- you know, like, and it, it, that's okay. I remember when I wasn't even able to set the goal six figures, and then you get there and you're like, oh. You know, like you, it's okay that goals feel too big and that you need to either start small. Um, and I always go off on a tangent, so sorry. That No, I love the other, it. The other thing is about the whole setting those big goals because so many people say, you know, I can't, I, you know, I hate goals because they make me feel like a failure because I don't achieve them or I don't. And, I, and I'm like, but guys, the whole point of a goal isn't achieving it. It's about who do you become in the process. And that is where, where I get really excited about is, we need to show up on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And, you know, like my business is definitely built in ebbs and flows. So it's not like got to be on fire every day, every day. But we need to, I need to show up as the kind of person that is going to be able to achieve that big goal. And that is what, that's what's um, exciting because then we need to look at things like our values. Like when we build our business um, without really connecting to our values. And I've I done it. So freedom was my top value. And so I outsourced loads of stuff and I created a freedom business, but I wasn't, like you said, you get that goal and you're not fulfilled because you know what? I'd taken away all the connection and connection is a really important thing for me. I, I thrive on it. And so I was like, oh, I need to bring some of that back because that's what lights me up. And so, yeah, going, you know, like there's so many different things that we want to be looking at, but that inner game of like, am I aligned to my values? Is my, am I business goals mine or they someone else's I following someone else's track and yeah and having that just having that having that thing to aim for it doesn't matter if it's big it could be just I want to take Friday afternoons off and you that's the thing that inspires you to show up and not procrastinate yeah and I think that that's so important to mention that your goals change and evolve with you so it's like set the goals now that light you up and don't be afraid that you are being too self-centered or selfish because the goal evolves with you. And I've, I've seen it time and time again, and maybe you can comment on this, where people are like, my goal is to reach a million people with my message. And sometimes it's not, I don't want to say it's an empty goal, but it's like you, you skip the step of like, well, what do you want? Well, what do you want your business to look like? Well, how are you going to reach those million people? And sometimes we set these um, astronomical goals, bec- not because you don't really want to reach a million people, but because so-and-so said they want to reach a million people. And so you feel like, well, that has to be my goal too, or I can't set a goal of just quitting my job because so-and-so's goal is to impact a million lives. Yeah, absolutely. And those big goals, the six figures, the impact a million, they're other people's goals. Somebody, you know, like that's the, that's what, that's where we start because we need to be inspired by someone else. And it's okay and we, and then you soon find out, oh, this isn't, um, this doesn't actually light me up. And so that's why I go back to the, 
the why. Why is that your goal? And I don't mean what's your why. You've got to know exactly what your why is. I mean, why is that my current goal? And then your 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 mind, you know, really quieting down. What does your mind say? And why is that the reason? And why is that? And then you eventually get to the because I want to make a difference. And then it's like, ah, oh, okay, so how else can I make a difference that's, that, that feels even more connected to me, you know? And then it might be, because I've done, like things come up for me and I realize, oh, I want to give to, I want, I want to give back to charity. And, you know, and it doesn't, you, you realize that then when you just slow down and you ask yourself the questions or get somebody, you know, go on a little journaling date with somebody and ask yourself these questions and, and chat about it and find out what is it that really inside that feels exciting. And it's okay if it feels a bit scary. It's okay if it feels out of reach. It's more about, well, what does that mean? Like, what habits do I need to have? And one of my favorite quotes is, um, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their habits decide their futures. And that, to me, blew my mind when I first read it. It's like, ah. It's my habits that are going to create my future. You know, and if we think about our health, we can think about anything, right? It's all about our habits. And then when you've got something to sort of, you know, that excites you, you go back to, are my current habits the same habits as the person that would achieve that goal? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's, I just love where this conversation is going because so often it's like set the big goals and do the big things, but it's like, stop and check in and say, why am I actually setting this goal? Am I doing it because I heard that this was what I should be doing? Or is it because this is what actually lights me up? Because I mean, I'll be totally honest. When I started my business, the idea of impacting people and transforming businesses was there, right? I knew I Mm -hmm. wanted to reach people and make a difference, right? I'm not saying that I was this stone cold whatever it takes to make six figures. But Mm. the idea of quitting my job was way more exciting to me than the idea of having a podcast that got, you know, 200,000 downloads. And it's not that one goal is better or worse than the other. And now I'm like, you know, the goal is to get half a million downloads because that means we've reached half a million people with really powerful messages and powerful interviews and powerful people. But it didn't start there. And so it's like, You've got to start with what lights you up and and adopt the habits that do that. Because if you skip that step, if you're like, well, I'm going to adopt the habits of a millionaire philanthropist, right? That's not a bad thing. But if you don't have two pennies to scrape together, you're adopting habits that that don't serve you where you are right now. Yeah. And it's being realistic about it as well. You know, you've got to start where you're at and just trust that you and your um, and your habits, your goals, your thoughts, your beliefs, all of that is going to evolve and expand as you grow. Um, but, you know, like when I started my business, it was, I had small goals because that's where I was at. And I wasn't, I hadn't been introduced to the entrepreneur underworld, underworld <laughs> you know, and I was like, when I had, I re- you know, then you start to surround yourself with people that like, you know, inspire you. And then, you know, it grows from there. So it's totally okay to start with whatever feels just a little bit of a stretch, and it depends who you are. Um, one of the exercises that I shared at the conference was around the, you know, that inner mentor, and I love this exercise, and it absolutely, I use it all the time because what it, what it is is like basically the um, you're thinking about the future you, and it doesn't matter. You pick the time, so if you just fast forward twelve months or twelve years, it doesn't really matter. But like that version of you who has already achieved some really juicy stuff that's on your radar, 
Um, and so for me, I call that the real Joe. And as soon as I say the words, the real Joe, I am shifted out of small negative thoughts because she does not get in her own way. She's positive. She jumps. She gives things a go. You know, she's, she's brave and bold. And then when I come back into that energy, it's like, oh, okay, so how would she, how would she show up today? And sometimes that is just ridiculously motivating to be, okay, how does she show up? And it really, um, it really helps shift me out of some really funky places. Yeah, that's such a good exercise. And, and one of the things I love is that when we have guests on the show that share really tactical advice, which is what you're doing. It's like, look, set goals and then say, what does the, what does the Zach that's made, that's gotten half a million downloads do? And for me, one of the answers was like, he batch records, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't wait till the last minute to get a podcast out because he knows if he records in advance, he can promote way more effectively instead of stressing out over getting the content out. And so that's what I'm doing right now is, is I reached out to 20 entrepreneurs that inspire me, uh, you being one of them. And, and I said, like, let's get them on the show. Let's schedule them out. Let's get it together so that we've got, you know, eight, nine, 10 interviews lined up to release so that if there's a week where I am uninspired or I'm not feeling great, the future Zach with half a million downloads, frankly, he doesn't show up to work seven days a week, eight hours a day, right? He yeah. shows up. During the week, he puts in the effort, um, but he batch recorded. And just making that little shift from the exercise that you shared at conference was like, wow, I really need to just show up and batch record, even if it doesn't feel great right now, even if it feels a little heavy. And it did reaching out to 20 people. But now that I'm in the act of doing it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I should have done before. It's, it's scheduled out. It's happening. It's not stressful. Um, because I tapped into what would the, the me that's hitting these goals actually be doing? Yeah, it, is so, it really excites me that it even connected with you. You know, like, and the, you know, for people listening, like how to really practically use this tool is like, write out a statement of that version of you. And whenever you need to, go back and read it. And even if you need to set up every day until it feels a lot easier, it's like you start every day by reading that. Because so many people are like, you know, set yourself up for success, do this morning routine, etc. And we all know that. We don't necessarily do it. But this exercise works for me because one of my biggest challenges is getting in my own way. And so when we ask that, there'll be people like you that's like, ah, the practical side is I know I need to batch. And lots of my clients will say, if I was that person, I would be more consistent. And Mm. for me, it's my thoughts would be better thoughts. My, I would, you know, like that. And so it, it will be different for all of us, the advice that you get. But the other thing is that the advice that you get from that version of you is never going to be um, push, strive, hustle. It will just be a gentle, very probably quite a short, you've got this. So when we listen to that other voice that's maybe out in a critic and a bit more, um, you know, maybe a little bit nastier, it will have more to say, you know, yeah, you've done, you know, you, you won't keep it up or whatever. But when it's that in a mentor voice, it's a, just a very encouraging few short words. So when I check in with mine, she's just like, you've got this. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. And that's sometimes all you need. So like really maybe just set an alarm every day to check in with that future me. Like what does that version of me have? What, what do they want me to know right now? What advice have they got? Or even asking 
what do I need to do to get to where you are? And really listening. And I think even doing that after maybe a really short five-minute meditation, then just to stop at the end of meditation and ask, right, check in with you and a mentor that future year and be like, what do I need to know right now? What do I and, – and listen, and I always get something. You always get something. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And it really comes back to – I think on a a very tangible level of like this, this inner knowing that we all have is like, whether you subscribe to the inner knowing of of like on the more like what I call like the woo woo side of things of like, Mm. inner knowing and intuition, or or you want to subscribe on the more tactical side, like most people listening to this, like we've researched our business to death. What do I do next? What's the next step? How do I build my email list? How do I promote my product? How do I launch? And you know how to do it. But something is holding you back. And that's what we were talking about earlier is like there's, there's something deeper that can be confronting that's holding you back from, from getting the results that you want to get. But by just pausing and checking in with yourself and saying, look, if I was to launch my product, what would that look like? Yeah. How, would that, how would that go? If I was building my email list to 1,000 people, what would I have done once I hit 1,000? What would that have looked like? What would the path have been? And so... I love this because it's such a profound and impactful way to almost start reverse engineering your goals without needing every single step. And with stepping into this, what actions am I taking? What person am I being? What steps do I need to take right now to just move even one or two steps forward? Yeah. And I think that's a good thing as well is that we don't need to know what step nine is. We only need to know what step one is. And then once we've done step one, step two will become clear. Um, but it's just trusting that as well. Of like action brings clarity. Like I am a really big fan of action. So action, action for me, I think is um, you know it brings clarity. It brings confidence. We learn so much from it. So sometimes the answer is to really yeah you know like there's a getting clear. Do spend some time on that vision of like what would I love? What what does my ideal day, week, life? whatever feels exciting look like um, and building a business that is aligned to that and then knowing that it's all going to be an experiment so for instance mine because it was about freedom create the membership and then realize oh I'm so disconnected now and that's not okay for me and then you and but this is all part of the journey and that is as painful as it is and as frustrating as it is that's all taking us as we evolve and grow to where we where we want, you know, to those bigger things, and maybe we don't know what that is at the moment. So the vision and then and then taking action and knowing that you're going to learn so much from it. That's um, really powerful. Yeah, that's so good. And I just can't stress enough how powerful it is to just step back and ask, what's the next step? Like, yeah. what is the next step? And you just said something so powerful that I hope you guys hear, which is that action breeds clarity. And sometimes we think we need the complete map. But I always jokingly say, like, you know, if, if hopefully this will make sense. I know we've got a global audience. But if you're in the US and you live in New York City and you're trying to get to California, you don't need to know all the turn-by-turn directions to get started. The reality is, if you say, I need to head west, you will get there. Like you will get there. You'll either hit the ocean and have to head south or you'll hit California and, you, and you'll be there, right? And then you can kind of navigate your way. There's roadmaps and, and street signs and there's everything, but you don't need the full map to get in the car, get on the freeway and start heading west. 
Now, don't get me wrong. You might get there faster if you have, uh, you know, the exact first turn to take, but that's just it. You, you only need the first turn. If you use your iPhone and you go into the Maps app, it's not like, sure, you can pull up the complete steps, but how many of us actually look at all the turn-by-turn directions to get there? Or are we doing what the app does and we're saying, okay, here's where I am now and here's the next turn. And so many of us are fixated on getting every single turn figured out that we don't just take the first turn because you'll never get there if you don't take that first turn. Yeah, and I'm just grinning to myself because also, whilst you're en route to California, you might get on. You might have to go on a detour. Maybe there's some roadworks, and it doesn't stretch. You know, like this is the same as our businesses. We might course correct. The road might look very different to get to where we're going, and um, and that is also part of the journey. Um, and when we come back to uh, the other side of that is that if you're constantly changing direction, then you want to check in and be like okay, what am I afraid of? Because a lot of people love starting things but can't finish things. Um, or, you know, will go and tinker and redo their website a million times. And it's, but, you know, it's still coming back to it. It's okay to course correct, but really checking in, it goes back to that self-awareness. Um, and actually, talking about self-awareness, so just something that I really, has been a very powerful tool for me is what I call my, the weekly CEO day. And it's just like once a week, Taking some time, um, it doesn't matter what it looks like, it's totally, you know, whatever works for you, but taking some time to to stop and step into the CEO shoes of yourself, or for me, it would be like, right, step into the real Joe and look back, what happened over the last seven days, what do I want to learn from that, what am I celebrating, um, what are my thoughts at the moment, you know, like really connecting into all of that, What are like, and this is that self-awareness piece, if we don't check in, on a regular basis, you're going to keep doing the same thing, keep banging your head against the same wall, why is this not working, or why am I procrastinating again and again, keep stopping, keep checking every week, this is your beautiful like ritual with yourself to, to see what is and isn't working, and then say, okay, what do I want to be celebrating this time next week, what thoughts do I need to have for that, what habits and actions do I need to take? Um, so that is another really nice little tool that doesn't have to be like a heavy kind of productivity thing. You can turn that into something to look forward to. Ooh, so I love the idea of a CEO date. And uh, mm-hmm. for those who are listening, like that's a really tangible thing you can do, which is just pause and check in. Because for a lot of us, I think especially in the early stages of businesses, we're so when you're in that like, wow, this is great. And this is new. And I'm excited to see what happens we get so wrapped up in taking action sometimes, you know, sometimes we're the complete opposite of being stuck in uncertainty that we are so go, 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 or we're just doing stuff that we don't actually pause and say like, what am I actually doing? So I'm creating 30 days of social media content, but I didn't actually step back and say, how do I reach people with this content? We're tinkering with our website and we never pause to say, am I getting traffic? (laughs) Right? So we start doing the things we think we should be doing instead of doing the things that internally from our research and internally from an intuitive perspective, we know we should be doing. And I think this is the the thing that I get so like passionate about. Like productivity is not about just taking action. It's it's so, for for me, it's not, you know, it's really not. It's about, it's got to be not even just the right action. We come back to like, why is this, why why is this the content I've chosen to create? Why is this the program that I'm promoting? Like, what, what's its purpose? What's its big, you know, keep coming back to 
we you don't need all the things. We just simplify it. Like all this this, this kind of tool that I share is simple, um, but really, really uncomfortable and confronting. Because again, it's like we can keep doing the work. We can keep taking. Some people will be like, keep taking action. Some people will keep procrastinating. It, they're both the same because we're not stopping and checking in with who's you know is it fear that's kind of running the to-do list or creating the to-do list um and then hey this is a good time to talk about comfort zone like we've got to get out of our comfort zone and it doesn't feel good <laughs> do you do you feel that you have to get out of your side yeah 100 yeah. percent. i i constantly feel like that i constantly mm-hmm. feel like i'm doing things that are too comfortable and and just recently we did something um we're putting on a, a, a small event in San Diego where we're planning to. And like, I could feel this discomfort as I was sending out the email, like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't fill? What if we don't get enough people? What if, what if, what if? But I hit the send button anyway, and it's going to be a process to fill it up. I know that. Um, live events are their own <laughs> unique beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing that was uncomfortable and it pushed me out of my comfort zone. And it's like, as, as confronting or as scary as it was to hit send on that email, once we sent it, I was like, okay, you know, I've got that 30 second kind of pit in, pit in, this, in the stomach feeling. Um, but now I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's get people in there. Let's fill it up. Yeah. And I've had, um, so it comes in different waves to me. So for the last sort of six months, which is really scary to think it's been that long, is I've been in, in this kind of battle. My business is basically asking me to like strip my core identity of productivity coach. And I've resisted and resisted and resisted and was like, no. But I am not really a productivity coach because I don't, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's about so much more. And if I look at the results that my clients get, it's way bigger than that. So the business was asking me to do that. And I've been doing this for like four and a half years. So there was this whole real discomfort around it and now I have I've stepped into it I've accepted that oh yeah my my tools remain the same but they're they're for a bigger purpose like I I've always talked about living big and that will look different for all of us for sure um, but that's what it's about and that's what gets me excited so that's a massive um, uncomfortable shift but actually if I don't do that I'm being a disservice to all of my community by like hey I can help you be more productive no I can help I can help you live big. Like, I need to, so I've had to really step up my game in order to be able to allow my people to. So that's just, you know, just it's been a, it's been a fascinating journey in that respect as well. Yeah, and, and I love that. And I think that it's so powerful to realize that stepping into a bigger role in yourself or your business is inspiring to your community and your people. And it's almost like your duty to do that. And when you realize that, you're changing the way that people perceive and see you in a way that can actually inspire, you start to realize like, wow, it's my duty to actually show up. And if I actually show up, um, that can make a massive, massive difference, not just in my life, but in, in the lives of the people who yeah. follow me. It's exactly that. Like People, people are, are relying on me to step up and live my version of a big life so that they can. And you know, you probably have the same. I had people reaching out to me from when we were in Australia saying, you know, thanks so much for sharing this because it's so inspiring and then it shows me what's possible for me. And I'm like, who am I not to show up and step out and be brave? Because that's uncomfortable, right? But that's part, that's part of my next role. 
so many fascinating angles to talk about. And and we really start off by talking about productivity and like it's so much more than that, isn't it? Yeah, this is this has been so good because I think the big takeaway from this is like, look, productivity is not doing more things. It's mm-hmm. doing the right things. And doing the right things is about checking in with yourself. And checking in with yourself is about doing the inner work. Um, there's one last thing that I'd love to just touch on that we talked briefly about, but it didn't right quite come up in the interview is that we both recently um, stepped away from our businesses for kind of an extended break. Um, I was gone for three weeks. You were gone for a couple of months. Yeah. And I think that you did some work while you were away. I know I did a little bit of work while I was away, um, yeah. but, but we both kind of recharged. So can you talk to us a little bit about how stepping back from your, like, first off, how you step back, what that looked like, but how that shaped um, your inspiration, your productivity, and, and your, your just general passion for the business coming back? Yes, definitely. I think that we resist that. We feel like we can't do that. Um, but again, that's actually the plain small version. So I, for me, what it looked like is I did work, not, or not, not as much as I usually do, but what I did is I did different stuff. So I hosted VIP days with, um, you know, I rented beautiful Airbnb apartments and had VIP days with clients because I talked about earlier about connection. I lost the connection in my business and I kept getting the message um, that I needed to like dive in with clients on a more deeper level. And I was like, oh, you know, that's not what I'm trying to create. And so I did it. And that was really, really good for me because it's something that I don't usually do. Uh, most of my work's online. And it gave me, it just because I'd stepped back, I'd stopped doing, you know, all the things that I usually do and took a lot more time off. I have got good friends in Australia, so really that aren't entrepreneurs, so like spent time with them um, and had to be like really trust and be patient that, because I couldn't see there was, I was lacking kind of, um, I knew that I was being asked to like, I was basically going through some growing pains. I've been asked to level up, was resisting it. And so I just shifted things by doing, how can I get more connected? How can I speak to people that's, that's on a deeper level than just, you know, having a target market interview? You know, it was like, get in, get in their businesses, do these VIP days, see how you are actually helping people. And then that made, that that really helped me see my business in a different way and see myself through the eyes of others. Um, and then I also did some masterminding. And that was a big thing for me. I've got, like, I'm in a mastermind and I, Masterminding with my uh, business buddies, and really, we just went not any strategy, but really inner work like what's going on, what's you know, really self compassion and some stuff that I really don't ever really spend a lot of time on. And then, because I had a birthday, so I had loads of time out, and then just got back to Spain last week and was like, right, I'm back in the office. What does that mean? And I am just, I feel like so much has shifted. Even people are saying to me, like, in your voice, you can hear it because I'm. I gave myself that space, um, but just did, but also did some of the, it come back to that value piece. And for me, it was the connection that was missing. How could I bring that back? Not from a place of what does it mean as my next steps is this is right now what I need. It doesn't matter about what's next. Right, right now I've got to reconnect. That was kind of my journey. That's awesome. And isn't it funny how people are like, I can see it. I can hear it. I know when I came back, I got messages from people that are like, you just seem different. Your energy just seems more powerful. You just seem like you've yes. stepped back into it. And I think that, you know, it's like the, when you, sometimes we create an identity 
that we are our business, um, especially in like the lifestyle coaching brand where like you are the business, you are the asset in a lot of ways, but stepping back and really gives you the time to reassess your values and reassess what's important. And that's where the inner powerful work comes in is like you're assessing what is important to me. And that happens very naturally when you give yourself the space and the time to do what's important to you, what you feel called to do, whether that's changing your strategy like you did, like doing more VIP days, or whether that's a full-blown like, you know, I need three weeks to just recoup and realizing that your audience, your membership, your whatever you're working on is going to be there when you come back and you're going to come back more powerfully. Yes. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think that probably the biggest gift we can ever give ourselves is to take some time out, some space, because even... You know, like, because for me, I was um, living a location-independent lifestyle for three years, and then it was last year that I moved to Spain, and that just, it, it, it kind of, like, started this whole stream of stuff that I was like, oh, because it was a big old change. It's so powerful to say, stepping back mm-hmm. and yeah. changing what you're doing and reassessing is just so powerful and we've both done it. It's, it's done wonders for my business and it sounds like it's done wonders for yours. And and that's just amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. It's nice to have that energy back, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be excited again. So, um, Joe, as we start to wrap up here, um, I always like to ask for those who are listening to this show that are like really resonating with this message, what's one really tangible thing that they can start to do to kind of become more productive with this new definition of productivity? Honestly, I think it's the <laughs> weekly CEO date. Like, but using that in conjunction with that version of you that's 12 months, two, three years ahead, like checking in with that person and then doing this weekly CEO date, which isn't like a heavy, you know, checking all my stats. It can be, it can be whatever you want, but it's really about what did I learn in the last seven days what awareness do I want to take and what do I want to uh, be celebrating this time next week and just allow yourself to get much more aware of what's happening internally and externally, constantly checking in. So this weekly date with yourself and, and, and that inner mentor, those are the things that is where I would start. I love it. Well, Joe, I want to give you a big thank you so much for being on the show. For those who are listening that really love this and and want to get more about living a big life and the idea of productivity being inner work. Joe, where can we find out more about you and, and connect with you? Um, I think I'm going to create a nice juicy um, resource for you. So best place to go is joebendel.com forward slash Zach. And then I'll really go deeper into some of the tools that really make a difference for me. Perfect. We will link that up in the show notes. Um, Joe, Thank you again so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's work that the world needs. Thanks, Zach. It's been a pleasure. All right. So that was a long one, but a great one. Am I wrong? Oh my gosh. I just love talking to Joe because she has such a non-traditional approach to productivity. It's not about getting more done. It's about envisioning who you need to be to do the things that move your business forward. Now, we covered a lot on this show, so if you want to check out the show notes, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 131. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 131. We'll have notes for you on the whole episode there. And guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, 